which penetrated even his furs and his oiled leather armor and his breeches. He tugged his gray woolen cloak tighter, although it would do little good. Around the hearth-fires folk were already grumbling that this winter would never leave, as they said every cold season. Perhaps this year they would be right. What do you say, Bellicus? The wolf watched his second-in-command crouch down. Bellicus, wise counsellor, sometimes foul-tempered drunk counsellor. He often wondered what he'd do without his friend. Be found out as not quite good enough to fill his father's shoes, he supposed. Bellicus hunched shoulders broad enough to bear a stag, and shook his long red hair and beard, both now streaked with silver. See here, he boomed, waving his hand toward a trail of broken stalks in the long grass. He looked back, eyes the color of a winter sea in a face whipped to leather by the harsh northern wind. Five men would do it. Lucanus nodded, pleased. Mato? The tallest man there flexed a body as slender as a sapling. Pushing his head back, he flared his nostrils and breathed in. Smoke upon the wind. Cold now, though. He flashed a grin, eyes sparkling in the first light. If the ravens have been taken by surprise out here, they won't be coming home, Salinus snorted. Ah, Salinus, so much acid dripping from every word. Lucanus wondered if he'd been so sardonic before he got the scar that quartered his face. Let a little sunshine in, brother, Mato said. Sometimes hope is all we have. Salinus crooked an eyebrow. See what hope buys you next time you're pleading with Amarina at the House of Wishes. Mato laughed at that. Lucanus cracked his knuckles. Twenty-eight summers, and he felt like an old man sometimes. At least he was still getting stronger, still wiser. If he was to keep the respect of these fine men, he would need to become as good a leader as his father had always been. Do we turn back? The voice was almost lost beneath the moan of the wind. It was the fifth of them, Cometinus, a warrior but that brought caution, and it had probably saved his life on more than one occasion. Lucanus searched the tree-line. No sign of movement anywhere. If there were enemies, they would be deep in the forest. Bellicus, Mato, with me, he commanded. Salinus, Cometinus, stay here and watch our backs. The three scouts loped through the thigh-high grass. As they neared the trees, the wind whined among the branches, and in it Lucanus could hear the voices of the spirits warning him to slow down. Take care. Death waited. Perhaps even his father's voice. Heeding the warning, he lurched to a halt. The dark swelled among the ghostly skeletons of the ash-trees. The silence was strained, as if the whole forest were holding its breath. 
Once he felt certain they were safe to proceed, he raised his left hand and snapped it forward. The grim wolves edged into the trees. There, Lucanus could smell the hint of smoke in the air. Mato had been right. A fire had burned hard, now dead. As his eyes adjusted to the gloom, his thoughts drifted back to Mikiko, the leader of the ravens, hunched by the hearth at the fort at Banner, nursing the leg wound that had prevented him from going out beyond the wall with his brothers. The ravens were another of the bands of Arcani scouts. A unit was stationed at each of the forts along the wall, and they had already lost one man, mauled to death by a bear in the hills beyond the forest. The remaining three were scouting closer to home, following a trail.